hey, we're back. And uh, you're back as well. Uh, all of our previous listeners, as well as all of our new listeners, welcome. This is the Ahmed in Retrospect podcast. This is the fourth episode already. And we're doing pretty well right now. Uh, it's good to have you back on whichever platform you're listening to. Um, between Spotify, we're on, of course, Anchor. We're on Google. We're on Apple. As a matter of fact, uh, according to our analytics, the majority of listeners so far have been logging in on Apple, which is a surprise because that means the, the networking is working. So uh, great, great news there. We appreciate the support on whichever platform. Uh, but now we continue. Uh, my name uh, is Eric Ransom. I'll be hosting as usual. And as always, I have with me the one and only Ahmed Sharif. Ahmed, how are you? How's everything going? I'm doing well. Oh man, that's that's a big one. Ahmed, the one and only Ahmed. The one and only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess everybody is unique in their own way. So how's everything with you? Everything's pretty good. Everything's moving along nicely. It's uh, good. That's some good. Uh, a new re- remaster of. A Beatles album just came out. Oh, nice! And it's like it's promotion for a uh, a docu series that's coming in November. They just re-released "Let It Be." That's my favorite Beatles album. Nice. Uh, I had a jam session. Uh, one of my uh, our friend, it's your your friend too, Eric uh, Matt Sintler. He uh, he invited me to his house today when did some jam session with. Um, uh, his friend Bill, we did some uh, Beatles, uh, Beatles songs uh, like Anna. That's that's one of the um, one of the '60s songs. Uh, we did uh, Let It Be. Did a couple of the Beatles songs. So speaking about the Beatles, uh, yeah, we had a good jam session for like three hours. Um, we had fun. Nice, great timing. Um, so uh, well, we we got uh, we got uh, um, yeah, go ahead. No, we're gonna, we're gonna have the jam soon too. So whenever you, you know, we'll be true, true, around. true. Uh, we'll do some, yeah. Eventually, uh, for the you know listeners, we're gonna um, release our music. Eventually, uh, maybe I'm thinking about the spring. Um, it's gonna be our original album. Aaron, Eric, and I were putting we're putting that together. But we'll talk about that uh, as we go uh, with the uh, next episodes. All right. All right. So, Ahmed, we you ready to continue your story? Yes, totally. All right, let's do it. So, we left off with we left off, yeah, um that uh I just uh, got back from the United States. That was my first visit um with my brother Saad. And um just to give you a summary of what happened, um uh, I went there, stayed there for 3 months and I got my prosthetic eyes and I prosthetic arm and I got back and I lived in Baghdad you know I was born in Baghdad and I've always been in Baghdad and we uh, got some threats from the Al-Qaeda the terrorist group that we um, you know we were so shocked and very scared at the time uh, because um, anybody who do anything with the United States, uh, with military or anybody related, um, 
they will be killed from these, uh, you know, evil people. So we decided to uh, move uh, to um, southern area on Iraq, a state called uh, Nasiriya. That's like four hours away from Baghdad. And uh, basically we um, sold the house and um, uh, Lisa reached out again for a second visit. You know, she said, you know, get ready for the second visit, just in case, because it was bad and uh, it was very bad in Baghdad. Um, you know, the government is not together. They just took Saddam out and, you know, so she was afraid if, you know, streets would be closed or um, any curfew or, you know, I would not get any visas or any passports. So my uh, brother, you know, told her that, you know, no problem, we'll get it together, but we have to move first. So yeah, we, uh, my, my theft, my five sisters and, uh, um, I think my uncle came and took them to the new house and we were getting together, my, my, my dad, my brother Mohammed, Saad, my older brother and my mother and myself. Um, we stayed for extra two days in Baghdad to finish uh, the paper uh, for the passport, the visas, the pictures in Baghdad. So, you know, we'll get it together, together for the second visit to the United States uh, before uh, moving completely to Nasiriya. So we finished everything and we uh, took off like 6 p.m. to uh, Nasiriya from Baghdad. My dad was driving, my, my, my brother Saad uh, was in the front seat next to my, uh, my father, the passenger seat. And my mother was sitting in the back of my, my dad and I'm in the middle and my other brother Mohammed was sitting right next to my right behind Saad. Yeah, so we're driving and you know, it's a normal trip and um, three hours later, I, I basically, um, I slept on, on the path. And like when you sit in the middle and you lay out your head on a seat um, in front of me, like a sad seat. So I was, I laid there and uh, basically when I lay, you know, when I slept, I, I don't remember anything and um, uh, tire blew from my car. And then my dad managed to uh, stop the car and um, another car came and hit us. So it was a car accident. I don't remember anything because uh, I, I passed out. Um, and I remember only screaming. Um, so let me picture for you. So the car basically came and hit us from the passenger side the passenger the passenger seat side and my brother Saad was um, laying his head on, on on like closer to the door and um, my my brother Muhammad is behind him and my father is driving so yeah so uh, unfortunately Saad got hit uh, you know real bad in his head 
Um, I got hit in my stomach, the seat, squeezing my stomach really bad. Um, my 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 dad, uh, his uh, ribs broken, and like you know, he passed out all on in the wheel. My brother Muhammad, his two arm arms uh, broke, and also passed out. The only person left is my mother. I thank God they, she didn't get hurt in that accident. And you know, it was like in the, almost like a country uh, area, like uh, there's no houses or buildings, so it's. It's very scary and it's in the evening, so it's very difficult. So my mother got out of the car and he was, you know, screaming and you know, they, um, they, you know, some cars stopped and helped her and, you know, imagine as a mother, you know, seeing your three children passing out. You don't know who's alive, who's not. Your husband is, um, you know, also passed out. So, yeah, so they took us to the hospital nearby, and they, you know, laid us down on uh, on the stretchers. And the doctor came to my mother, and said, "Hey, you have two of your children are very, like how do I say, badly injured. Your son Ahmed." And your son Saad. Your son Saad is not gonna make it. He got hit in his uh, head and uh, you know damaged his brain. And you have the other son Ahmed. Again, we don't have the tools to rescue him. We don't have the supplies. We don't have the devices to rescue him. You need to take him back to Baghdad. And and my my mother's like, you you realizing what you what you're telling me right now? He said yes. I I I I um I know what you're dealing with, but you have a chance to rescue your second son. Your first son, come and see him and say goodbye. Because he's you know. He's out. He's, you know, he's dead. Sad. Um, my older brother and your second son has some inside bleed and you need to take him back to Baghdad to rescue him your your husband is okay he's just hurt his, uh, his ribs are uh, uh, fractured and stuff uh, fa some fractures in his bones like you know his ribs um, Muhammad he's okay his arms only uh, broken, but only have these two. The two they need to go back to the United States. One is dead, and one uh, I'm talking about myself. Um, need to rescue him. So I went back to. They took me to. Um, she she had to leave. Nobody's around. No families. Nothing like no, no n n nobody from our family. It was it was it was at night. So they took me, I remember she told me, my mother, she took me like at 11 p.m. back to Baghdad, a couple hours away, and the ambulance, and just her and, 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 and uh, what do you call it, the nurse and the, the driver. And at 1 a.m., we reached, we reached an area whose um, 
taken uh, taken over by uh, Al Qaeda people, and then they were um, uh, basically pointing like stop, and he didn't stop. He you know uh, he was driving fast, and they start shooting at us, and I'm in the ambulance oh, to man. stop us. Yeah, I remember. I, the, the, the second, you know, I went, when I where I woke, I woke up in, in that uh, in the ambulance. I, I heard the siren. I heard, you know, shootings. Al Qaeda, China. So, another incident. I was lucky with. So they took me to the same hospital from my first accident. They took me, and the same doctor operated. Like, uh, did. Um, the surgery in my uh, eyes and my arm, the same one. He's like, why this child is coming back to me a couple minutes later? So he said, oh, we need straight to the emergency room. And my mother said, is he going to make it? I said, I don't know, 50-50, I don't know. Wow. Let me see what's, what's happening. So they they, uh, they took me and they uh, I removed my spleen. And they opened my stomach up. It was, I, they, they removed my spleen. That was the best um, decision they said because you know it was damaged. Because then when the seat, the seat hit me and squeezed in my stomach, and you know it was, it was bad. The doctor came out, told my mother, said he's okay now. For the next four, 24 hours, we're gonna keep him. The emergency room. Um, the surgery went okay, and then you know, um, back then we don't have no we didn't we didn't have no cell phones like you have to go to like a phone line you know baseline like an office phone or something to call. So yeah, you know, she didn't attend her old help her uh, her son. Sad funeral. She was with me. Um, you know, some some uh, relatives came to me you know, to see you know, see me. I, I I woke up the next day and I was like, "What's happening? What happened to me?" And um, I stayed in the hospital for three weeks. And one day I dreamt, and Sad said, "Hey, continue. I showed you the way. Continue." And I realized, and they were hiding from me. Sad is dead, and like that. I was like, I knew it. Is dead. You know, I was in the hospital because I kept saying, "Where's Sad? Where's Sad?" Because I, he, he was always next to me in the hospital when I, when I from the first accident. Sad was always with me, and I said, "I'm here. Where's Sad?" And then it was such a, a difficult moment to take, and I said, "How oh, I'm going to continue this?" Now. The news, uh, Lisa got the news about me, and she said, you need to come immediately. She heard that Saad was, you know, Saad is dead, and he passed, so, you know, she was sad and everything. Um, I went back to uh, Masseria. I got out of the hospital. I had, like, 12 stitches in my stomach. Imagine. Eight years old, 12 stitches, stomach, yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I gotta keep in mind, like, you know, they take, they gave me some antibiotics to take every day. Just in case of infection, because the spleen has to do with the immune system, and it helps the immune system, just in case you get sick, and, you know, um, so I had to take these antibiotics every day. So I went back to Nasiriyah, to my new house, and, you know, it was, you know, it was hard seeing my nephew walking around, two years old, his, his dad passed. And, um, you know, um, that was the move. We got threats from the Al-Qaeda. And now we moved and we lost, I got hurt and we lost somebody. Um, and I'm Muslim, okay? So, Al-Qaeda is not a Muslim just to, just to say something about that. We get threats as well as a regular, normal uh, Muslim person. It's not because I'm a Muslim, it's not mean. I belong to any evil organization or any terrorist group. Yeah, so that's what happened. We moved to Nasiriyah and now Lisa reached out one more time, like what's happening? Who's gonna come with Ahmed now? Ahmed needs to come again, and it's not safe for him. You know, uh, you know, Lisa was very sad, and she was very worried about me. And she heard that I got hurt again. Um, so, I stayed for two weeks. They, they, they removed, removed my the, the stitches. It took, it took them out. Um, and it was very sad in the house, very sad. Um, my mother wore black, you know, that's her uh, older son, you know. He was, uh, at the time, so he was born in 1979, plus, yeah, 21. So he was about 28 when he passed. I think 27, 28, yeah. Um... So yeah, and then, you know, it was very painful, you know, my stomach, and gotta, when you walk, you gotta hold my stomach, and now, just got out of the first accident, I'm trying to recover, you know, recover from, from the first accident, you know, but now, I gotta worry about this second accident, you know, my stomach, and yeah, and it was in the winter, and everything happens in the winter, very cold, and and stuff, but uh, that's what happened. So, just as a timeline of events, um, the first accident, the explosion, was, you said, November of 2004, you say? Yeah, so, so, 2004, and the, the second accident happened um, December uh, 2nd. Of the same year? No, 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 no. So we came here to the United States in the spring, like spring, summer, like time, like April. Okay. We stayed here for three months, I think July to August. And we went back, went back to Iraq. And we stayed there for a couple of months, like October, November, November, uh, October, yeah, October, November. And as we moving to um, 
to Nasriya Saad died December 2nd. Uh, 2005. And I came... Yes. Okay. So he died December 2nd. And... Um, so I'll, I'll give you uh, more information about that. As I, I recovered, my father decided to come with me. So we told Elisa uh, that my father's going to come with me. In my mind, like, oh my God, oh, my father's going to come with me. I don't know, you know. Um, because Saad did everything for me in the, from the, in the first visit, you know. And I don't know if my father knew anything or you know, had the experience or you know, how it's going to be, you know. And my father never met Lisa, he never spoke to her, he never, so I was kind of worried, to be honest. But, you know, we, we did the papers and the visas again, the passport, and we, uh, we took off to Kuwait again. Um, Elisa had uh, the, um, a guy named Mohammed. Uh, so far, that's her connection in Kuwait, okay? And we, uh, my brother Muhammad took us to the Kuwaiti and Iraqi border, like how, like, it's just the same like the first visit, but at least it didn't come this time, because we now we know the way, how to get there now, and how to, and she had her connection, okay? Um, it was January 27, 2006. Uh, we left Iraq and um, and we crossed the border. Um, but before that, you know, it, it was just like a, a month or you know, month and a half. It was such a sad. Um, I, I went through a difficult time. You know, it was inside, and now I have to go back to the U.S. and knowing that I'm not going to be with him. And um, I was kind of worried and seeing all sadness around my family because losing their, either their brother or her son or his son, my, my, my parents. And, you know, now the, 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 the who's going to take care of the family after my father and myself leaving to the U.S.? Only my brother Muhammad, you know, and he has to work to feed um feed uh, five sisters, mother, sister-in-law, nephew. So it was very difficult to take. Um, and we lost, you know, the ca the car, you know, that my, my father owned, he you know, was destroyed. And so it was very difficult all, all around, you know. But yeah, we crossed the border, we left, and then Mohammed showed up and guess with who? He showed up with the same camera guy, Abdullah. <sighs> so they're both Kuwaitis, and obviously there's something, you know, going on here. So there's, you know, um, something happened between, because Muhammad, he, we, we met him too from the first visit. He came with Lisa and Christina. Uh, her her best friend, but so we knew we we thought that Muhammad is you know he's is a good person, okay. So Abdullah showed up with Muhammad, and 
and uh, there's another girl with him, assistant to Abdullah, and just me and my father. I, I don't know anything yet, you know, I was a little. So uh, Muhammad told my father, as we, as we approach, we say hi, and my father, uh, my, uh, my father put me in the car, and then Muhammad turned around and said, like, oh, this is Abdullah, and my name is Muhammad, we work with Elisa, okay, for the Global Medical Relief Fund, total lie, right there. Mm -hmm. Because Abdullah, he's trying to do his thing. I guess he paid him money or anything. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't know. But it has to. Because Abdullah, he lied from the first visit. And now, um, you know, my, my father doesn't know anything about that. He just went with it because, he, you know, he's been told by this guy, we work with Elisa. Okay. And I was there too. So, so we took us to the same hotel. And then Muhammad, look, look at Muhammad, he's trying to play his game. Muhammad al-Safar, that's his name. He called Elisa right in front of us. Oh, hey, this is Ahmed, like that. Just to make my father feel safe. And Abdullah filming while we, we speaking to Elisa. Mm. We received Ahmed and his father. And he's, he's, you know, he's good now. Uh, we just get the visas together and then... They come to you. So yeah, we stayed like a, about a week in Kuwait to get the visas, and Abdullah was following us around. Um, same hotel actually, and uh, Abdullah kept filming and, and like that, and my father doesn't know anything about that. Totally. And then we flew to the United States. We thought, and Elisa thought, that we're going to come, just me and my father. We're going to land in London, same thing, in Heathrow. And we're going to take off. Who came with us? Abdullah again. Mm -hmm. He came, he flew with his girlfriend, and filming, and landing in Heathrow. A couple of hours, and we took off to the U.S. Uh, my father and I, I was like, oh, so far it's not bad, you know, made it, we made it to the U.S. And Elisa showed up with the translator, uh, and then she saw Abdullah. So, he, he didn't, he didn't, he, he, <laughs> he, didn't, he have, like, he was so rude, and, he, you know, like, he didn't, he was so disrespectful to me and Elisa, he kept filming. And by him, you know, by him not giving him the footage from the first time, he kept filming. You, you know, what she's gonna do? Fight him in the airport? I'm gonna do that. Um, and then she, you know, we got in the car, and then Elisa turned around and told my father, "This guy is no good." About Abdullah, she told my father. She told him Jabbar, my, my, that's my father's name. He's no good. And then she told him what happened, and he and he said, "I don't know. He, he's just he he told me that um, he works with you, and I I I saw him. You know, he came and got me from the border. Yeah, he came and got me. Me and I, you know, that's my father speaking. He told he was telling Lisa that." Um, that uh, 
both Muhammad and Abdullah got me, came and got me, me and Ahmed from the border, and I didn't know, you know, she's no good. So he filled me um, in, the air, in the airplane, he filled me in the hotel, he filled me everything. So, you know, so my father was shocked. Like, oh, man. And she told my father, like, he's trying to cause trouble, he's trying to cause problems. And, and stuff so yeah so we we got to the same house in, uh, in the south shore that we we visited from the first uh, visit um and uh, basically it was cold <laughs> it was in uh, january february time um there was another girl there named dalal and her father there and as soon as I got the house, I stopped, you know, now I'm back to my place, the happy place that I was in. But, <laughs> but missing my, my, definitely missing my brother Saad from the first visit, you know. Got to the house, I, I knew the house, the way my, I, I knew my way around, the, the, the rooms, the, the toys, and everything. So yeah, that's what happened, uh, Eric. Now, I wanted to ask, ask you, uh, uh, going back to when you were recovering in the hospital from the car accident, mm -hmm. you said yep. that you had a dream where Saad came to you and told you, I showed you the way. How, how much do you remember that? How much detail do you remember of that? Uh, <clears throat> I still remember that. I just heard his voice, and he said, I showed you the way, continue. And I, I kept that message with me. Is a continue, because he was really he, like Saad's goal was for me is just either get my sight or be in a better place. And he 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 told me to stay with Elisa from the first visit because she wanted to. She had a talk about you know like uh, keeping me here, stuff like that. But you know, it was difficult you know for Elisa because Elisa had the charity. She had her, she had her you know she had her. Uh, dog Shiloh back then but it was just a talk because she she was showing me a lot of affection and she loved me a lot and she she doesn't want me to get hurt um so she, you know she was worried about me and uh, Saad wanted me to stay in any way shape you know but you know he should, he told me that to to continue find find your life continue your life try something to get your sight back or you know so that was my motivation for all the past you know um, previous years or you know, and it's still my my motivation you know I carry that message on my shoulders you know and I um, I'm still there's still challenges and everything so I assume that you know any challenge you face and anything you're facing your life, you gotta continue. You know, because he wasn't for him. If it wasn't for him and Elisa, I won't be here. You know, because he found Elisa, he found a charity, he found. Uh, he was, you know, asking for help. He was looking for help for me, and you know, he left his job. He left his his son behind him, and um, just to, you know, find me something, find something for me that I can, you know, be in a better place or. You know, he was he was good to like you know, he never lost hope that I was gonna 
got my sight back. It's almost yeah. as if so, that his, uh, even in that small period of time, that it's like his he did his job, and once uh, yes, once their safety, it, it's just a, it's a weird way of how uh, how life just uh, has its strange ways of working where it just seemed like he it's almost like a, a message saying that he fulfilled what he is his life's purpose by giving you this opportunity and, and then his last message was I showed you the way continue that uh, it, it's just uh, that that common cliche expression where life works in mysterious ways that he was able to provide all this stuff for you in, in such quick amount of time like in less than a year that you were able to recover and then this happened it's almost as if like uh, it, it just, life just keeps dealing you a different blow that this your brother was inseparable from you and then he's like the last person in the world that you would ever want to leave because you, you always had him he was practically glued to you glued to the hip and yep I think him if that, if that really that that message really rings true. That it just goes to show how deep of a connection that you and and Saad had. That that dream or that moment you had when you were recovering is it just speaks volumes to how strong of that connection was. Yeah, that's why I, I wrote a song about him. Um, I wrote that original song about him, and I you know. I still, I still think about him, and I sometimes I think myself, is is he proud of me? Did I do the things that he wanted me to do? But I turn, I I, I tell myself like, okay, if I'm be, if I'm happy, and I'm doing good things, I, I think it makes him happy. And um, you know, uh, it was, uh, you know, like you know, life had some twists and. Um, whoever thought that I would be here and losing my brother and having two act and, and you know um, survive two accidents and dealing with terrorist groups and dealing with you know bad people trying to take advantage of me um, bad people trying to hurt me you know to hurt the person who's trying to help me so all that you know it was difficult, you know, because Abdullah, you know, he really hurt me bad, and I'll get get into it eventually. He did. He hurt the charity, trying to make money out of my story. He was trying to blame, you know, because back then the United States was in Iraq, and he was trying to all 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 the, all the American people trying to, you know, they kill Iraqis and they take advantage of them, like that, and that's wrong, totally wrong. Okay, that's totally wrong. Don't blame the whole pe American people because of that, because of you know that that's politics and that's wars and like that. But you cannot blame the whole, you know, uh, population in the U.S. You cannot blame all the people. Okay, people they are good people there and there are pe bad people in every all everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? So and he was one of the bad trying to take advantage because it was such a sensitive area for everybody um, uh, during you know that time back then um you know al-qaeda was a lot of war, a lot of fighting uh, a lot of uh, you know saddam like i mentioned just taken out and then it was you know the war is still going on so he, he was he he trying to you know make um, um 
you know, a good deal out of the story and use me and, and, and he gets the money and he gets the, you know, the profit and everything and, uh, and us as nothing. Okay. So we, we, we arrived here in the US and, you know, like I said, he, he came with us to the US. Okay. And then a couple of weeks later, a couple of weeks later, um, he called the house phone. That the we, you know, the house, the the charity house. It was just me and me and my my dad, my Dalal, and the girl Dalal and her father went home. They're also from Iraq, so he calls like, "Oh, I I um, I'm coming to you now." And he said, "Oh, wait, 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 hold on. I heard a lot of things about you. You are very bad, trying to take advantage of me, my son, and 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 uh, stuff. You know, trying to make, you know, uh, uh, film." And hurt me and my and the charity. He said, "No, I, I, me and Alisa, we had some problems, and we, I fixed it. And, I, and she gave me the address. I'm coming to you now." And next two minutes, my, it's like my father's like, "Wait, wait, wait, what are you talking? Hold on, let's call Alisa." And, and my father didn't speak English. And then he 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 showed up, and there was a snowstorm. I remember, there was a snowstorm. He came, he showed up as soon as he left, as soon as he got out of the car, um, he had his camera in his hand. What are you gonna do? He had a camera in his hand, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I, I spoke to Lisa, and she gave me the address, and I'm here. I don't know how to find the address, I guess, from the website. Hmm. Um, I don't know. And back then, the charity was on CNN, it was on, they were on something like that, so I guess he, he found the address somewhere. He showed up with his camera, he started filming, and he's like, oh, um, you know, I didn't do anything to Lisa, you know, she, you know, they, they, um, he was telling lies to my dad, like, I, I didn't do anything to Alisa, I just, uh, you know, she didn't, um, you know, she doesn't want my help, and I'm trying to help her, and that's why I'm here, that's why I, I came with you guys, and he was just trying, trying to tell his lies, and, you know, like that. So, yeah, he filmed in, in, the, in the house here, and he left. He got what he wanted, and by lying, uh, and then... I stayed here for a whole year in the U.S. this time, and I'll talk. To, uh, well, it, it might take this episode and next episode what happened here in the U.S. That that year happened a lot <laughs> uh, in the U.S. But um, let's speak about Abdullah a little bit. Abdullah, um, he uh, made a film, a movie about my story named uh Lozan Ahmed actually it's not um, even that and he, he didn't even care to get the title right you know what the title actually is what is it it's losing Ahmad uh-huh oh yeah he missed much <laughs> okay yes yes it, yeah the son of a bitch didn't even care to put the proper name in and you know when I you know what I heard recently that he did that because he's a graduate from Miami University. Okay, he did that to a, 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 another person, and I will get that information. I'll share it with you guys next episode. Oh. He did that to another person, actually, but he made it's like a documentary movie about from the first visit to the second visit, and um. You know, trying to show, make sure the charity looks bad, and um, you know, 
it's, an, it's like almost like an hour and 45 minutes but you know it's it's old since 2006 he received awards you know a couple of awards and he, he definitely got money out of that movie who got the money did I get the money no did I get anything no nope did I uh, know anything about that? Did the charity receive any benefits from that movie? Nope. No. Did they get credit? No. Everything was for him, for all his lies, all of his uh, like that. And he made it out of he made a company now, uh, out of that movie. My movie. My I say my money. He made a he made a, he have a company now, and he's working on. His work on, you know, I think work on some people, and I'll share, um, you know, I'll share uh, more information about him in next episodes. But yeah, he made that movie, and without, you know, taking advantage of my my brother, my father, Elisa, and um, you know, used me for his own benefits, and man. I don't know what to tell you, Eric. I mean, it is possible that he um, changed your name on purpose as like an identity thing. But see, it, if you're going to change someone's name, you could change it from like Ahmed to like Muhammad or uh, change it to a, a separate name. But he changed it to a similar name. It's like he just changed the lettering around from Ahmed to Ahmad. It's like if you're going to change the name as like a constellation, like concealing identity, at least make it completely different and not make it similar. If he did that at all, if it's it's either one of two things, it's either he did that and changed the name on purpose, or he didn't even know the proper name and he titled the entire documentary, and it's not even your real name. Either way, it's dumb. Yep. Yep. It is. So his goal is just to make a good movie. He doesn't care about a title. He just made it to, you know, a good movie, and yeah, he won a couple of awards, you know. Powerful, you know, powerful story. Yeah, um, he, he had good footage, both time, both both visits, and uh, yeah, it's an old it's an old movie. Now it's uh, yeah, it came out in two thousand six. Yeah, um, and I didn't know anything about that. So, I'll get back to that. What happened to me after the movie was released? So yeah, I stayed here for a whole year. Now I'm I'm getting used to the I'm getting used to the 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 life here again. I'm back to my happy place. I forgot my two accidents behind me. Um, we um, and we moved to a different uh, house because uh, this house was connected to a daycare. Okay, and then people were complaining. Oh, who who, who are these people? living in this house and you know south shore people <laughs> you know what i mean people who complains about everything and maybe you have more information about that so yeah we had and, and they they told her to leave they told elisa to leave I, I actually don't have information about a lot of information about that but we'll get more information about what happened there right. but this is just the basic stuff we moved to how should I say this? Um, like, have you heard of Mount Manresa? Uh, I think so. I know Mount you Manresa, went from Mount Loretto to another place. Mount Manresa. Yeah, Mount Manresa. Mount Manresa is right here, uh, Fingerboard Road. 
uh, here in Staten Island, Fingerboard Road. I, I still remember the address, actually, 239 Fingerboard Road. Still remember it. <laughs> it's basically, let me describe it to you. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a complex, but I, I don't know what, what is the proper, uh, you know, I, it's not a hotel. It's not a, it's a basically, I can even describe, it had, it had a church. Okay, it has a uh, three floor, almost like a hotel, like bedrooms, like a dorm, dorm, you know, setting, uh, cafeteria, they have, um, uh, have um, you know, uh, playgrounds, parking lot, everything. So, we stayed there. We, they, they decided to help uh, Elisa, and they gave, her, they gave us a couple of rooms upstairs. And, uh, yeah, so that was very generous of them. And in the future, if we can get Elisa on here too, she will explain to you about what happened during that time. So, 2006, we, we moved there. Uh, now, it's a total, uh, totally different. Now, you move to a different area, which is, it had, it had more people. Now, the people in the cafeteria, you got to eat in the cafeteria. Okay, um, now you, you know you're dealing with uh, people because people come there to stay, like some trips, teenager trip, like high school uh, kids, like teenagers, um, some visits from different uh, different areas. I, I I honestly don't know what's the proper because it was so it was so long ago, and I can't remember everything right now. So I stayed there. Um, we moved in the spring, and. Um, Elisa said, oh, I want to send you to school so you can learn English. And I said, okay. And I, 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 I spoke a couple of words. I was eight years old. And um, uh, we uh, stayed there um, throughout a whole year. I went to PS55, so that's an elementary school here in Staten Island. It's also it's also in the South Shore, and that's a, that's big. The last time I was in school, I was in uh, in Iraq, second grade, before my accident. Mm. Okay, yeah, and now I'm in PS55. Whoa, <laughs> what a big jump, huh? And it's in a situation um, where it's. Um, you don't know any kids there, anybody at all. You don't know really the, the American school system. It's like a, it, it's described as school to you, but when you go in there, it's similar. It's familiar to you, but in reality, every almost everything about it, other than the classroom setting, it's like it's gonna feel completely different. It's all in English. It's U.S. This U.S. history. There's, you know, str strangers everywhere. I'm sure it must have been a new experience, even though it was familiar. It was familiar, and just to give you, um, um, like, basically an idea, because in Iraq, we don't have this affection that we have here for kids. Teachers there hit us, okay? They slap you. They, they hit you with a stick uh, if you don't do anything. Here we're here. No, absolutely. Totally different. Different affection. At least in public school, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, I entered there. It was uh, very, very, very different. I, they get, they uh, gave me, um, I think, uh, school aid, like a para. Egyptian. She oh, right, spoke right. Yeah, uh, they, Arabic. Sim. They give powers out to kids. Uh, they have medical issues, or yeah, they, their job is they're like a chaperone, and they they help out with uh, with kids that need the assistance. Yes. It was a public school, and 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 there was uh, a blind student there too, named Nikolai. Um, he was blind too. So the reason I went there because they you know they were um, good with blind. I guess blind kids back then. Um, now I don't know anything about Braille, and they're trying to teach me Braille. And but I'm, <laughs> I got used to it too. And then a lot of things happen. I'll go into details too. Maybe this episode won't be enough. But yeah, they put me in a school bus. Uh, school bus came like, oh man, school bus. Now I hear kids speaking different language, and I I can't understand anything. And. Um, I I brought my CD player with me because I had, before before school started I always listened to music loud music um, disco music and I brought it with me. I was like, what are you doing with this? I have my CD player all loud <laughs> and my bag. I, I was so like I like, was oh, okay. And now I hear because Mikolai played the piano um, and I hear so kids love him. And kids trying to like trying to they want to come to you and say hi and and I'm like shy kid you know when I entered PS fifty five my father came and visit me the next day with with Elisa and the translator and he he brought tears to his eyes um, that seeing me in the school setting again because last time I was in there and he you know he wanted me to go to school he used to hit me with a stick oh why not go to school now you see his kid here in New York and blind in different school and different people, different students, different teachers, totally different. So it brought tears to his eyes. Anyway, the first day ended, I went back in the school bus, back to my father, and how was it? It was good. Alyssa was, how was it? You happy? You good? I said, yes, thank you. You know, she really cared about me and she really loved me because not a lot of children, you know, um, you know, come here and go to school. They come here, get treated. You know, you know, you know, finish what they gotta do. Receive prosthetics, uh, do some surgeries, and like that, and they go back home. But I, I know it. I was special to Elisa from the first visit. Okay. Um, is that's just something about her? You know, I, the whole episode just to tell everybody, Elisa is gonna be in every episode. Because this person is always in my life. Yeah, so um, I got to know this uh, student, Mikolai, in school. Uh, I, I learned English quickly, you know, li listening to kids um, speaking. They, they take you sometimes in the auditorium dance and stuff like that. So I, I totally, you know, being from in Iraq, losing my, my brother. Me getting hurt, and now I'm in I'm in I'm I'm in a totally happy place. Forgot all my, my forgot all about my pain, and I you know having my father with me this time, not my brother. 
So, you know, I moved on, but I had my brother always in my mind, you know? So just for a few uh, last thoughts, uh, first, I just wanted to say that uh, I think it's we should be so incredibly thankful that there is the footage that we have of Saad because there's a few videos I've seen of him. He was on uh, the radio program uh, Democracy Now! And, uh, of course, he was filmed by Abdullah, but uh, it was fantastic, you know, hearing about Saad that I could actually get to see him because there's the footage of you with him on the plane and there's footage of him with you on on the Democracy Now! Uh, show. And, you know, it's, it's so great to actually see what he looks like because he was a big guy and he spoke English, too. He spoke pretty good English. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that we got to see him, even though it was untimely, that, you know, it was too, too way too young to go. But um, the, the fact that I get to, that there's enough footage of him, not, not just of him, but also with you, it's like, it, it brings into perspective uh, what you mean by how he was always by your side and, you, you know, he was always next to you and you always uh, had this feeling that, you wanted him by you and there's footage of that and this was this happened so quickly you know it, it was it wasn't even a year between the accidents and there's all this footage of you with Saad and, and all these different places and and there's pictures and and there's uh, there's interviews and you get to hear his voice and uh, I'm, I'm glad that was able to happen before the the, the next accident that happened which you know, I, I I don't think anybody here, there's, there's probably only a small demographic that could possibly fathom the kind of things that you went through, not just at any point in your life, but specifically when you mm -hmm. were seven and eight years old. That's those two massive things happening. I mean, uh, most people who know your story only know of what happened to you the first time. They know about the explosion and, and what took your vision and what took your arm. But a lot of people have no idea about the second thing that happened that could have been just as bad if not worse because i don't know if your current condition while you were still recovering maybe worsened your chances of making it through the car accident but uh, I'm, I'm sure it certainly didn't help but the fact that that happened a year later and these two things happening in such close proximity is just it's mind-blowing and that's why your story is such a uh incredible unique uh, a journey that it's 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 such a rarity but then there's also good that comes with it at the same time because through the bad there's the good and you know good cannot exist without bad and bad cannot exist without good and all the philosophical uh, approaches to it so it brings me back to one of those pieces of footage that unfortunately was after a car accident that's uh, it was in February when you went to Mount Loretto and I wanted to ask you I'm sure you know which footage I'm talking about. So I'll just ask you the question straight out, because you were with your father and everything. And I remember when I saw the footage, it was really, uh, it was cute to look at. I, w I want you to try to remember, um, what was the snow like? Oh, yeah, that was my, my first uh, experience uh, having a, a snowstorm here i think it was <laughs> it was bad i think it was like 10 inches of snow yeah i I've, since you're and, from iraq uh, i just wanted to ask what was it like to interact with snow for the first time because that footage 
it blew me away because uh, it's it's just uh, it's video of you just having a ball, experiencing something brand new, like a, like a puppy would. You know, cause puppies have the same kind of reaction when they play in the <laughs> snow and everything. I just want to know how much do you remember and and the details and, and what you experienced playing around in the snow. Yeah, I definitely uh, remember. So uh, it was we we were still uh, still we haven't moved from the first house. Uh, uh, we were still on the south shore, and we had some uh, really really bad snowstorm here in Staten Island. And my father, I, I was you know listening to music, playing with toys, and my father was like, "Oh, you know, we had a lot of snow coming down." And my father never experienced that before too. So I, was like, I said, "Really?" I said, like, let me go. I was like, no, stay here. You didn't get sick. So the the, the storm, you know, uh, finished. And I, 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 my father took uh, the shovel and was trying to, um, you know, do some uh, shoveling. Um, and I, I was playing with the, with the snow. And then... Yeah, based on the footage, yes, I remember that. It, it was different. Uh, I, I had fun with it. I, I, I like to run. I I was running in the snow, and I was like, oh, you can get sick, you're going to fall, you're going to slip. I was like, no, I like it, I love it. And me not seeing the snow, and my and my only hand freezes on me when I touch the snow. Uh, it, it was fun. It was definitely fun for a kid back then. Um, I never experienced it before. I uh, definitely, it was one of the best moments when I was a little, playing with the snow. And it's my first, you know, uh, storm, storm ever. And my father as well. And like, he stayed on the ground for like a few days. And every time when my, my dad used to smoke. So he's, I said, Wait, where are you going, dad? He's like, oh, I'm going to go smoke. I was like, I'm going to come with you play. He's like, stop, you're gonna keep, you're gonna get sick. So I, I did that like three, four times a day. I play with the snow, and um, I, yeah, I, I just, it was, it was fun. It was fun before I, I got into school, yeah, PS55. Before I entered there, I, I always had time to play with toys and and the snow. So moving forward, back to PS55. Uh, one day I came back from school and I, uh, I, I went, entered, uh, um, entered uh, the church they have uh, next to the uh, residence area. And they had what they have, Eric. They had an organ. They had like these big church organ. Uh -huh. I go, what is that? And I said, oh, and there was uh, a lady, her name is uh, Sister Maureen. She was like, oh, it's a, it's an organ, come. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to touch it, no. And she started playing Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny, because she heard always like me singing that song. She's like, I'm going to play it for you. I said, okay. And she played it for me. She's like, oh, I like it. I like it. She's like, come touch. She's like, no, no, no. Uh, next time, next time next time so I'll talk about that later next episode so we um, 
I kept that in mind. Oh, what is that? What's the name of that? I should I should touch that. I should I should have uh, um, you know played. You know, I could I could have uh, seen the experience, but I said no. Next time, when my father, because my father wasn't with me, so you know, I said it's okay. I, um, you know, continue to go to school, and I'm getting to know kids and learning braille a little by little, and um, and I get to. There's always when I when we go to our auditorium or in the cafeteria, there's always girls sit next to me. <laughs> Her name is Sabrina, and a girl named Antoinette. Did I pronounce that right, Antoinette? Yeah, it's uh, Antoinette. probably yeah, Antoinette, 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 something like that. Yeah, Antoinette. So they they um, they come and and sit and talk with me. And sing with me, trick and trick on little star. They were like about the same age as me, eight years old or whatever. And I brought back memories of my first crush, Hanan. Um, I talked about that in the first episode. Or the second, I can't remember. I think the first. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. God, I, I wish I could speak English more. I can speak to them. But a little by little, I, um, I, got, I, I got to know uh, Sabrina. A little by little, I got to know Antoinette. So every day uh, when I go to school, I look for the you know like time for lunch so I can they come sit next to me. They always every day. And we I learn braille and a little by little like learn some letters. Um, the braille just to explain it is it's a way of me reading the the alphabet for blind people. Feel it with your fingers and read it. Okay. Just to explain it for the people you know may never heard of it. Okay, so basically you put your hand on your on a paper, and you read. Um, you know, it's not different alphabet. It's just uh, another way reading. You're reading the print. I'm feeling and reading uh, the braille. It has some contractions. It has some uh, variations, and that way uh, we read. I, I was slow, and I you know usually blind people have two hands to read. I had one hand. So I was kind of slow, but I, I was having fun. I was having fun, you know. I leave at like seven thirty in the morning, go to school. I come back at five. Why? Because uh, the school was in the South Shore, and there's a school bus, and they they drop everybody around. We have a good time in the bus, screaming, running, singing. You know, one of the songs I remember was Akon. I smacked that. I love that. We used to smack, as the little children. We used to sing it in the bus. Smack that. All on the floor, you know. So I'm a totally different kid now. I'm learning English. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm coming, to I'm coming home, and uh, with my father, and, and you know, now I, I see Elisa less because I come like in the evening, and sometimes Elisa's not there. Um, so yeah, um, the cafeteria people, there's the staff. They were they were very nice to us. Very nice to Elisa, and this this uh, this area, the Mount Manresa, had like a, like a like almost like a hill with a lot of grass and trees, and it was so fun playing. I was I was um, uh, they got me a bicycle, a little bike, 
And uh, basically, I, I was running around in the parking lot. My father told me left and right, and I'm having fun when I come from school. And that was when it was a good times. That was definitely good times too for me, who I am right now, learning English, learning the people, you know. And my family is still back in Iraq, so I was getting used to it here. Do you remember, Eric, uh, Eric what, what were you doing back then, 2006? Anything you remember? Actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that. You perfect segue because it just so happens, this is kind of weird, but December 2005 wasn't mm -hmm. a good month for me either. Mm. And I can tell you a quick little story. Probably, like, probably the last okay. thing we can talk about before we wrap this up. No worries. Um, yeah. So I actually didn't know when... The uh, car accident happened, and when he told me December second, two thousand five, I immediately said, "Oh, that's the same month of the fire." Because back uh, December twenty third of that same year, two thousand five, there was a fire in the uh, the room behind me. I mean, it, just as mm. backstory, you know, that guy, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same same guy. So there was a fire in his room, and. They had to, the fire department came and I was uh, I was nine years old. I just did a performance at school the night before, and I'm you know just trying to sleep and the smoke comes in and we smell it and my mom got worried so she called the fire department and they eventually they did investigating and they told us to get out of the house and and they took care of the uh, fire in the room but they had to they tried to find a way to get in there so they they axed my my wall, they axed the uh, attic up above me where my dad was. And there was water damage because they were trying to pump water into it. And there was water damage on my kitchen floor. And I mean, it, really? it could have been a lot worse. If there wasn't enough attention, it could have been a lot worse. Maybe I wouldn't be here. But that, that, may, that might be extreme because it wasn't that, it wasn't a terrible fire, but it was enough so that it, it, it really hit the room enough. But <clears throat> it could choke you. Yeah. yeah you, could, you know. Yeah, yeah, the um the or fire the itself, I, I guess it was put out relatively quick. But thanks to my mom's quick actions, you know, not mm -hmm. you know trusting the smell that she was smelling, she called the fire department, brought him in, and I got a lot of new stuff. You know, I got a new bed, I got a new carpet, I got to, you know, kind of redo my walls. So you like that, probably. In a way, yeah. I mean, okay. for about a week, I wasn't really in my room. I had to sleep at my grandparents' house, but. It's just weird that in the beginning of that month, you had your had your car accident, and then at the end of that month, I had a fire. I mean, I, obviously, one was much worse than the other. I but... didn't. I did not know that story. Now I know it. I didn't, you didn't tell me that before. It immediately, it came to my head when you said December two thousand five. Thanks to like, the oh, podcast. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks to the podcast. I did not know that. Wow. And then, and you said you did some performance in school. What, what are you doing? Like singing, like acting? Yeah, I was. I was singing. I went to PS twenty two, so I did. I did a lot of singing, and I was with the chorus. And I was in the fourth grade at the time. So, I, I me and a friend were doing a performance of. It was a Christmas performance, so we did. Grandma got mm -hmm. run over by a reindeer. And I mm -hmm. was. Do, I, I I dressed up as a cowboy, I think, and. We did the nice. performance. My grandparents was there, and we came home. You know, we talked for a bit, and they left. And then a couple hours later, I'm trying to sleep. It's around midnight, and we keep smelling it, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. And it's like, oh, maybe they're burning leaves. Maybe there's a chimney going off. But 
it got strong enough so that we saw the smoke. It really started to hit us. And my mom was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to call the fire department. This is bad enough. And, and we, we didn't expect it to be that bad, but it got bad enough so that they said, all right, you got to mm-hmm. leave the house. And I left without my glasses. I couldn't see. It was cold. Wow. You know, my dad took pictures of the damage, <laughs> the, the flames coming out of the window. December 23rd. I was in Iraq, man. Wow. Ah, oh, man, this life. You never know what could happen. You over there, I'm, I was I was there, you know, uh, you were here in the U.S. Um, I was in a thousand miles away. That's so long, right? It's already been 16 hey, hey, years. Delilah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next episode, we'll uh, dive in into... Uh, things happen here in school, and you know, I'll say good things. Um, happened here. I, I that year, I I experienced a lot of things. I, uh, you know, uh, I met a lot of people. I um, I'll say some things developed me who I am right now, and you'll get to know about it. I'll I'll, I'll leave it for the next episode. Okay, and um, and I think Eric knows what I'm talking about. Um. Probably. But man, you yeah. surprise me think, sometimes. Think, think. Well, you surprised me with this story now, man. That's yeah. that, that's that's terrible. You know. With that, I mean, it, it was bad. That, um, I mean, by saying that I, uh, it, uh, if if things got worse, maybe I wouldn't be here. I mean, I the, the 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 degree of that fire, I was maybe too young to realize if it was really that bad. But you never know. The tiniest possibility, mm-hmm. even if it was a one percent chance, sure. if there's a fire next to my room, you never know what can happen. But I was safe throughout the ordeal. Yep. I got out of the house. It was okay. But good. And you you were a shy shy kid. Pretty much in school. Yeah, I, I grew. Oh, as, okay. You know, towards with each grade, I got I, I performed more. I got into more clubs. You know, fifth grade was okay. fun for me, but. Um, yeah, that's where my music started for me as well. Yeah, but I, I was the shy kid, you know. Oh, I was I was nice. I had a lot of friends, but I wasn't you know, overly mm-hmm. social. I was happy. I got but... you. Well, I um, yeah, I was shy in the beginning, but you know, I was a kid. I was a very uh, fresh kid, you know. Girls come sit next to me, and I, I want to talk to them. <laughs> Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, I was shy about it. Was, it was new uh, for them. I was like, oh, who's this? Is, this is interesting. Who's this? Who's <laughs> no. this kid? He's mysterious. Mm. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, seen. You know, the, at South Shore. What do you think about South Shore? It's South Shore, South Shore kids. Oh my God! You know, so. Um, I have to deal with that. You know. Um, that was fun. Yeah, I saw. I don't know where Sabrina, right now. Where it is internet? Hope they hear this. Hopefully, they're doing well. Um, yeah. So it was it was a great experience at the I gotta say in, in school. Uh, I, I learned English. Um, you know, I thought it was gonna be bad coming here to the U.S. with my father, because my father didn't know anything about English, didn't know anything about traveling, and you know, you know, stay away from his kids, his wife here with me you know it was hard for him to true uh, come in here 
Yeah, so I, I you know, I tried to make him make him ha proud and make him happy, and he was, uh, you know, he was grateful. Right, it, and although that you know, Abdullah, what he did, well, what are you gonna do? Unfortunately, this out of the hands, you know now. Yep. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, so it is what it is. So, uh, what do you think? So, uh, we're going to talk about the next episode. Yeah, the, I think that's a good area to leave it off because there's a lot of nice uh, material about school that can be episodes, not just one episode. I mean, school can fill sure. up months worth. Yeah. But I'm glad this episode is very, a very big one, a, a, a landmark episode in, in the catalog. Just like the first episode we were talking about, there was a crossroads in your life of things that could have happened or couldn't happen, mm -hmm. le leading down a path of life events. We discovered yeah. that we, we had a crossroads ourselves in the same month of the same year, that you never know that uh, yeah. in your car accident it could have been worse, or, 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 or if you weren't in Iraq, that maybe it wouldn't have happened. And then for me, if, if the fire was worse, maybe it could have displaced me and... and put me somewhere else right, where I didn't right. go to Curtis you know just random know, that, that's I what know. the idea of cr the crossroads is is just uh, timelines and how things change around and one thing affects another and leads down the road and everything that's happened to both of us led us to uh, finding each other in Curtis eventually and, and we'll, we'll get to that story way yeah. down the line but yep for sure that reminds me of uh, Eric Clapton's song Crossroads. Cross, yeah, that's that's the um, uh, that's an old Robert Johnson song where he would say the 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 folk about it. The uh, the lore mm -hmm. is that Robert Johnson oh, yeah, Robert went Johnson. to the crossroads yeah, and sold his soul yeah, the, to the devil. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah. Yes, I but I heard the Eric Clapton version a lot, so I forgot about Robert Johnson. Yes, uh, for sure, he did it acoustically. Very old song. Um, but yeah, he, um, he died young too. He died at 27. Really? Yep. Wow. And then almost every major, a whole bunch of artists died at 27. After that, they call it a curse. Like Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison, wow. Kurt Cobain. There's a whole bunch more. Janis Joplin. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. See people. Uh, See, people, I, I would not know these things, all these musicians we're naming right now, if I was in Iraq. If it wasn't for the explosion, the first accident, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, learning all these musicians and um, learning the history of music and meeting these people and learning about the history of the country and, um, you know, meeting great people such as Elisa and, and, and Eric. And there's a lot of people I met. We'll go through them as we go. I'm still a kid right now. Okay, I'm still a kid. I'm talking about the story. I'm not. I'm not a kid right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm talking about in the story. I'm still a kid right now. So we'll grow a little by little uh, into the story, and and all the way up to now. Yeah. All up till now. I hope everybody, everybody stays healthy and stay safe. And yeah, Eric, you 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 take it away, man. Sure. Um, uh, it's amazing how well these podcasts are blossoming because we can go from talking, from go from Al Qaeda to Jim Morrison, like 
in less than in an hour. So <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm glad I we're know. things are going uh, well so far. And uh, of course, big thanks to everyone who chooses to listen every week and tunes in to our continued listeners, and then also to any new listeners coming along. We appreciate all of you, no matter which platform you listen on. So uh, episode five will be next, and the story will advance. We'll learn more about Ahmed's school life and learning English. And uh, Oh, Eric, sorry, just to, uh, if you can just make it clear about the anchor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll and, get into that right you know, now. Yeah, please. So mm -hmm. uh, I, b I believe I mentioned before in a couple of podcasts, uh, we, our main page is Anchor. That's where that's where we do all of our uh, posting, and that's like our hub for the podcast. And on the front page, uh, we have the link to go to see us on Spotify, and we also have a support button. Uh, there's monthly donation buttons. If you feel inclined at all to donate to us, there there is a button there to do it. We do have that option for you. Of course, absolutely not required, but if you feel the need to do so. Uh, I believe the support button's right in the middle. You could choose any amount. Um, we have one monthly supporter right now, and we're very grateful for that. And yeah, that's on that's on the main page for Anchor. Uh, I, I believe moving forward that if we're going to share the podcast, we'll do it with the Anchor link. I know most people have been listening to it on Apple, but uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's an option there for our listeners. Um, we also have a Patreon, but we'll probably uh, focus more on that later down the line. Uh, but until then, that should wrap up this episode. Another great landmark episode. And uh, the story is only getting started. But until the next episode, thanks again for stopping by, and we will see you next time.